hello, hello, and welcome back to Gateway to Anime. How are you all? What's going on? Charlie, what's up? Hi, uh, not much. Happy to be here. We've got a strong season of anime. Finally, this has been one of the best seasons of anime we've had in recent history, and I'm excited to finally talk positively <laughs> about a season. Uh, yeah, yeah, true story. Graham, how are you, my friend? Good, good. Back Enjoy from travels. Back from your travels, Ready my man. talk about some anime. And- Absolutely. Look, so, yes, as we have mentioned, and anyone who's just read the episode title, Fall 2022 season preliminary roundup. So we're going to bring you guys what we're watching at the moment in this unbelievably stacked season. And let me tell you, it's been a while. Been a while. You might, if you go back and listen to our summer roundups, all of us being like, this is great. Like, anime listen. To, I think I dropped. Watch the show. I think like, I dropped wow. every single anime I spoke it was, about. It was grim, dude. Yeah. 20, summer 2022 was fucking grim. But it has been a while. The last time we've had a season this stacked would be the winter 2020, 2021 uh, season, which was just absolutely out was of control. Was that Attack on Titan? Correct. Was that Attack on Titan? Was that absolutely firing on all cylinders? You know, I mean, obviously we had Demon Slayer, Attack on Titan airing simultaneously this year. Uh, and that was a hell of a thing. But outside of those two shows, it was relatively thin. But right here, right now, oh, we got shows out the wazoo. And it's a very exciting time. Lots and of different stuff as well. Not just yeah. shonen. Like, no. I mean, there is a lot of shonen. good shows. Let's Mostly returning stuff though. Look, that's a very fair point. There is a lot of returning uh, material. A lot of season twos and threes and sixes in some capac- in some uh, context. I do think that we fall into a trap of getting hyped over shows that we already know exist. And I feel like later on, there'll be ones that come out of the woodwork as being like the secret best show, the secret undisputed king of the season. And then I'll be like, we'll do a catch up episode and be like, oh fuck, this iconic show was airing at the same time. We got distracted by all the sequels yeah. and everything. But it does happen. At the moment, we're just excited to have something to be hyped about. Yeah. Weekly. yeah. Like it's yeah. great. It's yeah. good I'm to be back. Seven, seven or eight shows. How do you find the time? Season. I don't sleep, dude. Yeah. Um, so, you know. Yeah. All right, well, let's start talking about it. Let's jump into these shows, shall we? So, Alpine, I'm going to bring up an old show, which is now coming to us anew. And many of us who were big fans of this show really thought that it was done. It was over. The dream was dead. The dream is no longer dead. It is very much alive, and it's really exciting, and that is the return of one of the big three themselves, Bleach, the one thousand year blood war it's been 10 years bleach stopped airing God, on television dying slowly <laughs> <laughs> I told you it feels like years. longer 2012 it feels it like does. longer it does. it does feel like longer i mean i, I also you, stopped watching if you so. dropped yeah. out before the end of the last few calls like i mean yeah, yeah. i mean i've uh, hondo mondo that was good times. The, up to Eisen, I think that was where I dropped off. Up to Eisen, it was good. I've actually read the whole manga because I couldn't, because it wasn't being animated. I was like, well, I've got to find out how this ends without spoiling anything. Not well. The thing about Bleach is that, like, it's obviously the weakest of the big three. Are you serious? I mean, I mean, in my mind, it's number two because I don't watch One Piece, right? But, like, if you actually go and look at One Piece's numbers, it's number one by miles. It's not even close. You know what I mean? Like, One Piece is the biggest manga of all time. Oh, no, 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 I know, but in my personal favourite, I... I don't agree. Oh, that's a tough one between Naruto and Bleach. Like, I don't... For Naruto, obviously. Yeah, Naruto for me. 100%. Yeah, no, it has that place in my heart, but Bleach has some... Like, we're re-watching it recently. Bleach and the has hype, got panache. The hype and the, the, and good, the man. D's on it mm, and, like, the, the cat. Like, I'm a big fan. Look, for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, uh, you can go and listen to our episode, The Big Three, uh, where we talk about it extensively. I'm not going to go too hard on it, but it is one of the big three... Long-running 90s to 2000 shonen shows. Of course, the other two being One Piece and Naruto. It's come back. It's come back. Same studio, Studio Piero. They have really stepped up the production values because it looks like an anime made in 2022. 
And we've all been wanting that. You know what I mean? Imagine if we go back and like reanimate Naruto from day one. Oh, well, we just saw sick, that you know? like, they did like an anniversary they thing. Did. They actually like updated the animation and it looked amazing. And I want that more than anything. 100%. And they're we're doing all it with stuck like... in the past. <laughs> we've never nostalgia, <laughs> nostalgia is the death of art and I'm fine with yeah. it. 100%, yeah. dude. Big, 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 big studio. And they have like come back firing on all cylinders. A, a few people have complained about the animation. I think it looks great. What are they complaining about? I was people like, well, I think the animation is a bit janky. And like, yeah, it is. It's very different. Like obviously, you know, one of the cool things about the older shows is, is it is a real aesthetic. You know, like especially you go and watch some like Legend of Galactic Heroes and you, you see or any 90s, 80s, you know, uh, movie or or TV series. It's a very specific style, you know, Neon Genesis, all these sorts of things, right? So Bleach was obviously very much ensconced in that style and to see it updated with like definitely the CG elements as well, uh, which wasn't there in the past. But I think it looks fantastic. And look, I'm a, I'm a sucker for nostalgia. Absolutely. The second he yelled Bunkai in that first episode, mm. I was just like, Ugh! I only care about one thing. What's that? Uh-oh. Is the soundtrack still the same? It's similar. Yeah, they've updated it, but uh soundtrack is pretty different. I haven't, they the, haven't dropped that Because the yet. trailer yes. I watched and I got hyped because they did this really clever thing where, you know, anyone who's watched Bleach, anyone who grew up with it knows the bit where it's like a guitar going, like before it goes like really hectic. It's so good. Um, and they did it, and in the trailer they had that but with strings and it was like really, I was like clever. Look to my face. Same, same, but different, but updated. Same, like same. the old, what is, you know, like, but I was like, ooh, but what is it? And so I was like, fuck, I have to go back. I actually haven't watched it because I need to go back and re-watch everything because I was re-watching it with my housemates and then they dropped off and we're stuck in Soul Society. That's stuck in Soul Society. So it's That's the best bit as well. Yeah. And so my poor partner who – was like, this is lit. And then we stopped watching it like a year ago. It was just like, what happened? Like, what's going to happen next? And I'm like, oh, nothing important except for everything. Yeah, for everything that except for the best bit of the whole show. Oh. Um, but I am excited to rewatch because I honestly, I've just lost a lot of my memory of this stuff. So I can't mm. remember what happened. So I want to go back and catch up and then watch the new arc because I think that'll be a cool way to do it. Well, and yeah, I think absolutely. it'll be a way to compare quite directly. Yeah. But obviously you didn't need to because you remember what happened. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, so good on you. Thank you. Uh, but uh, <laughs> Good on your memory. I appreciate well that. I also read it. You know, so like it's much fresher in my mind, right? One of the interesting things about this is that Tite Kubo, who is the creator, also there's something about his design. You spoke about it in the Big Three episode. Like He was actually one of, an aspiring fashion designer before he – Everyone's very fashionable. It's very cool. It looks – everyone looks beautiful. Yeah, it was always the coolest of the Big Three. By far. Like, but the problem was that it fell apart towards the end, right? Absolutely. There's no question about this. This arc is actually a bit – from a storytelling and like perspective, it's a bit shit. They it doesn't change really – but what's the thing? What's interesting be is that because what happened was he actually – it's a very interesting story and I think we spoke about it in the Big Three episode, but we should have spoken about it more. He actually wanted to finish it much earlier but sort of wasn't allowed to by the editors because it was so popular. So as a result, the quality actually falls off a cliff after the Eisen arc, right? But then he finally got like, all right, he's doing the final arc, which is the 1,000-year blood war, which we're watching now. But even though he didn't want to continue on, all of a sudden towards the end, they cancelled it very abruptly. So the ending just sort of goes, and we're done. And you're like, what? That's it? Like, So that's actually what happened. So that mm. actually was like, you never wanted to do it. They forced him to like keep going. And then when he did keep going, they're like, and now it's ending. Tomorrow. Stop it. Wind it up, mate. You Got know, the like, pencil, snapped it. <laughs> Finish it. That's it. Get out of here. Release that. <laughs> Good but, enough. Um, yeah. So, like, basically, the ending's famously abrupt, but he is a part of this production, and there's already elements that they're fleshing out more, and okay. there are already things that 
where people are hoping, and again, there's a lot of hopium in the community, that maybe, just maybe, the ending will get fleshed out. Bleach yeah. Thousand Year Blood War, it's looking so, great for those nostalgia people. If you haven't watched Bleach and you're new to it, well, you have no clue what's going on, so don't watch it. But for all y'all who are like us or, or have got on Bleach somehow through either this podcast or well before, it's everything we wanted and more. Um, like I say, is it going to change your life from a storytelling perspective? No, but is it sick looking people doing sick things with like swords? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Hell yeah. And for dude. those of you who don't know, vague synopsis of Bleach is about a teenager called Ichigo who discovers that he has soul reaper powers, or not really. It's a whole thing. He ends up being a soul reaper. Substitute mm-hmm. soul reaper. Substitute soul reaper. Yes. Shinigami. Sorry. They're called soul reapers though, right? I think that we all watched the same illegal dub uh, subtitle <laughs> from Databio back in the day. Crunchyroll had yellow subtitles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Which is two Honestly, guys in a shed. <laughs> to be fair, they're pretty good subtitles. Good subs, Sometimes man. I think that fan sub things are pretty good. But you know, now we have ways of streaming it. Now this is on Disney Plus. On Disney Bleach's Plus. Bleach's on Disney Plus. I put this up on the socials. Is uh, Rukia a Disney princess now? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Perhaps. She Ooh. deserves the world. That is Bleach. Uh, one of the big three. Great aesthetic. And look. It's a lot of fun. I'm, I'm having the time of my life. And I'm probably going to forgive it most of its storytelling sins because, you know, fine. I'm getting what I want. It as long animated. As, say Bankai, like as long as I say Bankai, as long as people do cool shit, I'm, I'm fine, man. Character um, designs are good, except every female has a size double. Oh, F what is that? Chest? Even I was like, yeah, like, um, like every. Yeah. It's pretty. But to be fair, I think that that's the same in One Piece. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like yeah, every yeah, female, yeah. no matter who it is in One Piece, I was like, this old skeleton lady has, like, I was like, what? Like, why has everyone got massive boobs? So <gasps> they boobs. are. Yeah, it's wild. Yeah, everyone except for Rukia. So, and you know what? Makes her a worse character. <laughs> I couldn't respect She's her. She's somehow less valuable. Yeah. Than I was like, like mm-hmm. why do I hate you? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. I, I do think that that's a, hopefully, we have had discussion about Jujutsu Kaisen and that mangaka talking about how his character design is a little bit more, like a little bit less through that kind of like male gaze lens. We've got a mm. bit more of the female gaze happening with characters too. And I'm not anti-anime titties. I'm not. I'm really not. But I just feel like in, in Bleach, it's a, it's, it's a lot. Well, let's move on to something that is actually new. Graham, why don't you tell us about one of the newbies? Oh, it's me. Now, there's there's two of them. I was um, prepared. And one of which is very, very revered and exciting. In fact, was the first thing you ever brought onto this podcast as the well, manga what do you boy. Want to do? Do you want to stop at the top or do you want to go from the bottom? But you know what? Let's, we're, we're, on, we're on that train now. You tell everyone. Start, top? start right. at the top. So, I think everyone really knows the hypest, hypest, hypest show this year is Chainsaw Man. That's right. I think, yeah, you were saying that was the one that I came on. What was that episode about? That was Manga versus Comics. Oh, was it? Back then, it was Butter Manga. You talked about two two shows that are actually we're talking about today. Two mangas. Did I? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Spy Family. Oh, yeah, Spy Family. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about Spy Family. I think Monster 8 was one of them as well, which will be next year sometime. Coming. Which I've just caught up on and it's hype. Yeah, yeah, you the key to them getting adaptations. Like, is it every <laughs> time? Read, Graham talks about print. it on the show, it becomes yeah. an anime. So. They're like, quickly, Crunchyroll's like got their headphones on. <laughs> like, is he reading? He said this, go. Get him in there. The squirrel. She's got squirrel pals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which I am actually reading. It's weird. Um, coming soon to Crunchyroll, obviously. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I was lucky enough to uh, get to talk about Chainsaw Man. Yeah, how'd you get that? Because you, uh, it's thematic, you know. Like, <laughs> is it thematic? thematic? Yeah, you, it's, brought, it's, you started yes, off all the of show. Those, I think everyone listening is really going to appreciate that. Those who oh, do, circular. Oh. This is for you. That's how much oh. I think about this. Okay, the, the deep cuts, the real deep, cuts. deep. This is a real world build here. <laughs> that Sam's actually, doing. Ichiro Oda. I'm yeah, actually yeah, world yeah. building One Piece style yeah. in the Gateway to Anime Universe. Um, the darkest <laughs> timeline. <laughs> 
the cinematic universe. I'm trying to bring some fucking class to the table. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So yeah, I'm I'm. We'll talk about Chainsaw Man, which I don't think. Let's talk about it. Anyone is our audience is not watching. Written by Tatsuki Fujimoto. Um, <laughs> it's made by Mappa, which. I think everything is. Everything will be mapper. Well, on. something, I'll just quickly jump in here. What's really okay. interesting about this is that if you go and listen to our episode, uh, How an Anime is Made in the Big Production Houses, you've probably, even without that, you've probably heard me talk about the committee system many, many times. If you haven't, go on, I'm not going to go down to it and take me another two and a half hours. But if you go and listen to that episode, we dive in deep about how animes are made. And there is this weird thing called the production committee system where basically the money flows up and not much money tends to go to the actual studios who make it, they just get a fixed budget. So no matter how big the movie or the show gets, they don't see any of that. It's irrelevant. Now, what's interesting about this is that MAPPA are the production committee sole on this. The first time, because it's, it's a huge risk, right? That's why they, that's why it was set up, because also Matezago who made Astro Boy. I'm, I'm fucking going back into telling everyone what the production committees are. But like, anyway, it was made to mitigate risk. It's now been made to essentially... Still mitigates risk, but it just means that only those who take the risk can see any reward from it, right? So anime studios generally don't do this. They they, they might be part of a production committee. So I believe um, Kyo Annie are often part of the production committees. There are a few that are. Um, Toei, Toei um, Animation, of course. But Mapper have made a huge, taken a huge risk here, and they are the production committee for Chainsaw Man. So if it blows up, they will actually see the rewards and the fruits of their labor, which might even mm. go back into the studio. <laughs> so they might, they might pay their animators some money. It really, it's just a fascinating thing that's actually happening because it's the first time it's really been done. Smart of them because this is pretty much, pretty it's much guaranteed bet. to be a hit. Safe bet. You know? It um, is pretty safe. So yeah, and sorry, it's, continue. It's, we follow the main character called Denji and he's living in a world where um, personifications of people's fears are manifest as devils, demons, monsters, kaijus, whatever you want to call them. And he pretty much falls in with an organization that's kind of like a men in black organization that deal with hunting these things down and killing them. What makes Denji a little bit different is is one of these devils, which I think it was Kita? Uh, the little chainsaw? Yeah. Kita. He's a little chainsaw dog. So devil. Cute. He's so A dog um, with a chainsaw coming out of his head. Yeah. He's so cute. But he's, but he's actually like cutting a tree yeah, down with him. him. And I was like, what mm. the and then feed some bread. It was my favorite character in the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. I was sold immediately. Yeah. And I was like, do they sell plushies? They do, of course. They do, of course. We need to get one, actually, to join. Yeah, right there. Yeah, yeah. Denji is down on his luck. He's inherited some debt from his father to the Yakuza. So Denji works as sort of a, a devil hunter for them. They take all the rewards. He's also selling off parts of his body. You see him walking along the streets and he's like, well, I got 35,000 yen for my kidney. I got 5,000 yen for my eye. He's, he sold one of his testicles and stuff. Like, a good he, 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 his life is atrocious. And he's betrayed by the Yakuza. This is all spoilery, obviously. This all happens in the first episode. It's all good. Yeah. yeah. Um, he gets betrayed by the guy he's working for the Yakuza, who's sold himself to the zombie devil. And after a horrifically brutal scene, I won't spoil that. Watch it. It's horrendous. Um, him and way. Pokita get fused, and he becomes a chainsaw man. Who is and we're all richer man. for it. Yeah. He's a chainsaw man. <laughs> Who's a chainsaw man? Um, and then hilarity, brutality, everything you want stems from there, really. Like it's pretty wild, hey. It's like, ridiculous. It's pretty wild. it's pretty wild. Like but coming from an author whose previous hit was a man on fire for a hundred <laughs> chapters. Like um, That's fire punch, right? Yeah, yeah. He's an interesting fellow. Fujimoto. Fujimoto, yeah. Mm. He's got a real way of taking the absurd and fusing it with morality and like a real grounded characters, but they just happen to be on fire or made of chainsaws. 
Like, yeah. Finally, you know, the imagination of it all is pretty crazy, huh? And it's like yeah. it's pretty it's brutal. Obviously, it's made of chainsaws. Like it's chainsaws. It's, it's gonna be brutal. It's, 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 one of those shows, though, that is surprisingly lighthearted and funny considering it's how it is. So they really pair that kind of like, like the world build is horrific. Yeah. No one's happy. Nope. Like, and it's fucked. And you're kind of like, oh, my gosh, as you meet this character, you're like, this person has the worst life. Literally. And he's a teenager. So his motivations. I love his motivations. Are incredibly simple and fair. He's that you just like, you know what? Like, I just want it. First of all, his main thing is he just wants to eat bread and jam. <laughs> And he just wants to get laid. And usually I would be like, ew, like fan service. Yeah, anime, no. Anime bullshit but alert, honestly, yeah. I think I can forgive it with this because he's not like problematic about it. He's literally just saying what he's I feel a teenage like boy. teenagers would probably yeah. think and feel. And also he just wants the simple things in life. And I love that for a shonen yeah. anime. Because yeah. he's not, he doesn't want to be the Hokage yeah. or the king of wizards or he's whatever. Like, he doesn't like, want to yeah. be the very best. He just wants to touch some, man, like, touch some boobs. Yeah. yeah like, boobs <laughs> some jam. Which will be yeah. his story arc. <laughs> yeah. Just wanted to hang out and like have an okay time and, and, yeah. and like and he's like not asking for much and that's his dream. And yeah. he, you know Isn't that really you know, at the end of the day we all put all these, you know, neoliberalism and capitalism puts all this bullshit in our path. But at the end of the day, really having a nice, safe <laughs> Happy life with people you love and care about, and you eat some jam when you want. Yeah, have a bath. Uh, you know, have a bath. <laughs> oh, I've never seen anyone more happy to have a bath, yeah. except for me. I was like, am I this character? <laughs> I was like, is this me? Like, just being so obnoxious. While you're in the bath eating just toast. Just and hitting the thing. Like, you remind me of Fleabag like and Denji. Like. Oh, good. What a combination. <laughs> so, I, I really like the character design, I like everything. And one thing I have heard a lot about in terms of like, discussion about how the way the story is going is apparently there is a really great representation of platonic male and female friendship in this show. Yeah, there is. And there I is. think that it's funny coming from a character who is main motivation is boobs. I think he must have some character development to get there. Obviously there's a character that he is in love with and that happens immediately. So don't worry about that. Yep. But he's got another female, like he's got another partner at work that he has to work with. And apparently their relationship, yeah, I've read a lot of like academic writings on how that's one of the only in a lot of media even, like oh. actually purely platonic male and female. not a will they, female. they kind of thing. No, apparently yeah. not at all. And um, that's cool. And this character just got introduced in the second episode and I was already like, absolutely, yeah. she she's, seems she's cool. incredible. She's a fiend. So she's like a, a she, demon, a devil who's taken over a, yeah. a human body. A she also is a very um, yeah. sexualized in the opening sequence though. Well, that's a reference to I think – because the, the entire opening theme has like homages, so you've got Reservoir Dogs and Fight Club. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. And that's supposed to be that's supposed to be like Thor: Love and Thunder, where it's like supposed to be really over-sexualized, but it, it kind of under-delivered on that. Um, yeah, so. right, right. But instead, I was just like, all I can see is a sexualized anime character. Yeah, so yeah, it's a fair line build. Nail it. The opening sequence is a bit of a banger, so I'll say that. <laughs> uh, the characters so far seem great, and the design is awesome. The animation is a good. Marry of CGI and 2G. What am I saying? 2G. 2G. 3G. <laughs> and internet. Uh, no, and um, sorry. And hand drawn or whatever. Drawn, yeah. um, nice. I do think for me personally, and everyone's going to roll their eyes, I'm going to be that edgelord on Reddit that's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get really off CG pretty quickly. So for me, it is a bit too much CG. But I do think this is really well done. So similar to how... Demon Slayer use CG in their things and like if it's done well, some backgrounds that are also painted. I'm just regurgitating this from someone who knows about art. I was just like, why does it look okay? And they were like, it's because the backgrounds and actually it's well painted. Lit. Like it's, it's well a lit very well lit yeah. show. Well, as well. It's, it's certainly a step up from their work on Attack on Titan season four, part one. 
and Rapper took it over, and the Titans were like, what the fuck are they? Uh, you know, compared to what Wit did. Yeah. No, look, I, I'm really enjoying it. I think it's great. It's obviously edgy and a bit silly, but uh, the animation doesn't bother me too much. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Like, it is, there are elements where I'm like, it's you, still great. It's still fine. I'm you know, still looking forward to this show every week. I also think content warning here, it is super, super violent. Super like violent. that, And it's like brutal. Like, it's a very, oh, um, yeah. I'd say, the only other anime I can think of in modern memory that is as gory and bloody as this is um, Devil Man Crybaby. About Berserk. But, oh, Berserk is a bit, yeah, a bit different. I feel like the the level of like extremity, like this kind of almost feels like a Tarantino moment where it's like yeah, everything is like, it's not, it is gory, gore fest, and you're like, whoa, 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 but it's also oh, not alarming. <laughs> oh, but it's kind of like campy. Let's- it's almost camp. In its gore, do you know yeah. what I mean? You kind of like Does it get worse, there's right? chainsaws going every like, and you're kind of like it's so it's so gory and over the top that it almost isn't is it isn't even yeah, offensive. It's a bit like the Evil Dead sort of thing. Where yeah, it's it's it goes in a circle. It's silly, I'll though. give you a little spoiler. There's there's a fight with a devil where he jumps into a devil that can't die and will just be chainsawing, and it is horrendous. <laughs> like it, fuck. This is why I also think they went with CG because some of the stuff is really abstract. Right. Yeah. Also, it if you think that first scene was. Gory, just wait. Yeah. It just kind of goes it's without gonna, It's going to go up to 11. <laughs> it kind of goes without saying that, you know, Chainsaw Man, and they're not censoring it by the looks of things, no. which is good. Yeah. Um, Chainsaw Man is Bleach a show about a man with chainsaws for hands and a head. So it's going to be kind of gory. So just, yeah, you know, proceed with caution. If you don't like blood, don't watch this show. Also, if you have ever suffered from depression or are dealing with the like death of a loved one, like there will be some... Coming up, there will be some heavy hitting sort of stuff. Absolutely, this whole universe is built on death and depression. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, be careful. It's absolutely one of those shows. I'm not like it's for everyone. Like everyone, watch with your kids. Like don't do that. <laughs> bring the kids. Uh, it's fine. Not bring the kids. It. Like it's very much adult. Paquita plushie. Yeah. So Charlie, what are you watching right now? I'm going to talk about one that is also a returning show that we've from earlier this year that we've definitely talked about, raved about, but I feel like we have to talk about it again because. It's really good. It's just so good. And it's a bit of a, you know, uh, palate cleanser to Chainsaw Man because it's the most wholesome show ever. Mm-hmm. Although I will say it's wholesome, but it also has a really good way of like kind of putting in some meaningful things. Like there's a bit of a oh, yeah. duality in the storyline. So I'm talking about Spy Family Season 1 Part 2. Oh. Um, and I, it's again, we've got Studio Wit with Cloverworks. Mm-hmm. Great combination of two amazing studios. Continuing the trend of being just like beautifully animated show. Great opening sequence, great closing title where they just like honestly cook dinner and it looks so delicious. And I'm like, it's like that anime thing where the food just looks better than anything that could possibly be Mm. actually made in real life. Miyazaki vibes, yeah. So Spy Family, if you've forgotten the premise, is a very basic premise where we've got a super spy called Lloyd Forger. No, well, that's not his real name. Uh, we've got yeah. Super Spy. Twilight Lee. is his spy name. Lloyd Forger is his uh, is his secret, is his, sorry, his uh, fake false identity. identity. Yes. Uh, and he's tasked with basically for there's two warring nations which are very much based on East and West Berlin. They're called Berlint. And it's like the, what they say. <laughs> like it's so obviously the whole styling of it is very like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, blah, 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 yeah. And so basically he's tasked with a mission where he has to, get go like become a fake parent at a very exclusive elementary school and has to befriend a fellow parent there who's a very high up 
person in the warring government. And that's a very vague thing. But in order to do so, he needs to get a student into this prestigious school and he needs to have a nuclear family. So he needs to enlist a wife and a child without them knowing that he is a secret spy. In doing so, he manages to adopt a child from an orphanage who, unbeknownst to him, can read his mind. But this kid is a four-year-old who can read minds. Uh, But she's also my favourite character ever, Anya. She can, I've talked about this before, but she can read everyone's mind, but she's by no means like a genius child. She does, she's an idiot. And it's so funny to watch her just like come to weird conclusions, try and like save the world, but just like as a four-year-old would. And he manages to get a wife, uh, play the role who he thinks is just a single woman who's later in her twenties, which apparently in this society looks suspicious. And if you're not married, then they'll suspect you of espionage. So they have this deal, but it turns out she's actually like a very high trained assassin. So she has no idea that he's a spy. He's got no idea that she's an assassin. They both have no idea that their daughter can read their minds because the daughter can read their mind. She has idea about both of them. And now I've got a whole new element. This is one part two in which they adopt a dog and the dog can see the future. But of course, no one knows that except for the four-year-old who can read the dog's mind <laughs> and see glimpses of the future. And then, so it is a it's perfect so recipe good, for just a ridiculous, <laughs> like, you're kind of like, oh my God. Good and math. So this show is a perfect blend of comedy, slice of life, and yeah. action. Like the action sequences are amazing. You know, you've got um, Thorn Princess, who is the assassin, who she's like this crazy oh, fight scene. This season opens with the adoption of their new dog, and I won't spoil too much about how that all happens, but it's both adorable and hilarious. Mm-hmm. And it just, you know, like whoever decided to be like, you know what this adorable family needs? Like a giant fluffy dog that the little girl can ride on. Like yeah. can actually, like it yeah. is who can so see And see the future and she's the only one who can see that he can see the future. And Perfect. she's. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. And the show Which so far, it. like yeah. the three episodes that have aired so far have been, two episodes, um, have just been a joy to watch. Yeah, uh, I and I think this show is very wholesome, but in the first episode, there was actually this great monologue by one of the characters who has lived through war, who actually like does a monologue about how like, you know, what this mission is very, very serious. And I think that the show can sometimes you can be like, how funny, this crazy zany little girl and the dog, like, oh, borf, borf, like whatever. Yeah. And then it suddenly is like, oh, actually, and then it gets a bit brutal and a bit real. And I think that this show does that and no other. And it is, it's, yeah, it's really good. We've, we've talked about the show before. And yeah, honestly, I'm having a blast. Every time I turn it on, it's this big smile on my face. And you're right, but sometimes it gets heavy, and that, but also that pathos balances out yeah. so that it has stakes, you know what I mean? So you do care. And there are things at stake. It's not just like fluff. I recommend it to everyone. I think it's one of those ones that anyone can watch. Agreed. And will enjoy it. Yeah. 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 Totally. All right. Well, I'll move on to another show that now we have talked about the show once before, but it's kind of buried under, it's not obvious that we've talked about it. So in the end of our first season, we did an interview with a band called Cry Club who are excellent. And we spoke a lot about this anime in that episode, but like if you you, know, if you wouldn't know it was in there from the title because it's just an interview with a band, but we talked a lot about this anime, but I, I think we haven't talked about it enough on this show. So I'm going to talk about, we're now seeing season three of Mob Psycho 100. Made by the same creator, One is his name, just a single, single name. O-N-E, one. And he also made One Punch Man. So this is his follow-up to One Punch Man. Definitely cousins. <laughs> you can tell it's made by the same guy. Massive similarities. I guess the big differentiation I would put in Mob Psycho compared to One Punch Man is that it has heart. So essentially, long story short, it's about a young high school kid called Mob. What's his nickname? It's actually Shigeo Kageyama. And he is 
the most powerful esper or psychic in the world. Not dissimilar to Saitama. The difference is, unlike Saitama, he is just a kid trying to make his way through puberty. And that's really what the show is about. It's really about growing up and figuring out what you want to be and the sort of person you want to be. And the key relationship is between him and his mentor. And his mentor is one of my favorite characters in all of anime. He might be mine, actually. He is a genius character. Reagan is his name. And he runs a, basically, he's a psychic for hire. has like a, it's almost like a, Paranormal detective kind and of like thing. And like exercises demons. Exercises demons, yeah. but he's just a complete fraud. Like he has, has no, no, has no skills. Skill. Like he's yeah. just a liar. And like he's just a complete shyster. But any mob is his like intern who pays nothing. And, and does all the does work. Does all the work for him. And like you'd be like, that guy sucks. He's exploitative and stuff. And like, yes, there are elements of Reagan which suck, which make him really fascinating. But also he is actually a wonderful mentor yeah. for mob. Yeah. As he moves through life. And that's the real key to this show is that like, it can also go from like pure slice of life. Like, honestly, there are some episodes where you're just like, am I watching a high school drama? He's getting ready for the, the and school like, fair. And then all of a sudden when, and it's Studio Bones who did Former Lacrosse Brotherhood and are also doing My Hero Academia. When the psychic battles kick off and it all goes from literally zero to a hundred, it just goes, cr- like some of the it's best mental. animation you could ever see. It's uh, stunning. And the other great mechanic this has, hence Mob Psycho 100, when mob gets to 100 there's a ticking time bomb mechanic at all times and it tracks the story so like you know some scene will happen and like mob gets embarrassed at school like then it goes uh percent tool explosion 55 you know what i mean so like that keeps that keeps happening it's all or, like, tied into a specific or, emotion for the, yeah so the when when he gets to 100 percent of like negative emotion he explodes and is the most powerful esper in the world and like yeah the first without spoiling anything that first season when it first happens and all of a sudden the animation like flips and you're yeah. like it goes, oh. It's got tier. I love this show. It is like, it is so fantastic. It's actually really funny. It's so funny. It's really yeah. funny. Like it's Reagan re- is a genius. Like you Reagan know, instead of special like, attacks, because there's like a big like, rah, like a freeze frame of like Reagan special attack salt splash. Like yeah. just throws and the, salt. The narrator is so serious and like so like <laughs> monotone. Definitely, I'd say it's it's as much of a comedy as it is like a oh. like it is it is yeah. so big funny. Time. It's really like. And broad humor, like, and the art style takes a while to get used to, though. It's one of those ones that, like, it's still, but it's really great. But it's similar to One Punch Man, but more heightened. Yeah, where they look, the characters look like kind of almost grotesque. It's like an ugly, but solid line drawing all the time. Like the lines that kind of move and jiggle, and they're kind of a weird color to do a character line. Like they're always like purple or green or something, so it kind of offsets them. Yeah, and it's really. It's very funny though because that's played a lot for humor, like people's faces and cutaways and ridiculous oh, kind of great. like just yeah. And, but also, what one one thing we all love is Mob's high school journey or middle school journey, oh. like where he, you know, he's just like a bit of a dork who just like wants to wants to impress or doesn't want to be, you know, he just wants to talk to girls and like it's cute. It's very yeah. cute. Joins, Joins the body improvement the body club. <laughs> The body club is the best uh-huh. and they're so supportive of him. As they well. love like, him. Like they're all so these good. jack dudes and he just kind of yeah, barely in- run a mile and they, they're all like, you you know, you joined us. Like we respect. In season your- one, yeah. they're all drawn to be like, they're like huge muscle delinquents that are going to cause trouble, but they're actually the nicest people. Yeah. They're just like, really <laughs> down for him in self-improvement and it is so fun. Like I think it does twist a it. lot of things. It it's does. A, it does. It does. It's less of a direct satire yes. like uh, yes. One Punch Man is, but it still is. you yeah. got your Esper, Acura, that yeah. kind of like yeah. stuff with it as well. But I, I do think it is. Yeah, you're right. It's got a lot of heart. And when you get to the bottom of this ridiculous show, you're kind of like, oh, it's quite moving. I love it. It's, it's, it really is one of my absolute favourites. And the season, third season is airing right now. It's been two episodes at the time of recording this podcast. 
a third will be coming out probably in the next day or so. So, uh, but I am loving it. I'm absolutely loving it. It's just, it's so funny. It's still firing on all cylinders. You really care about the characters. You have a good laugh. And sometimes you get blown away by the incredible action and you care enough. You know what I mean? Like, so that's the big difference. And I think I couldn't recommend the show much more if I tried. So Mob Psycho 100 season three. And if you want to hear more about it, you can go listen to our Cry Club interview uh, back in season one. Gray, why don't you hit us with the other one now? One that I... This, this is like someone wrote an anime for me. Yeah. I mean, if, I it, was guess. Cr- if it was it cricket. If it was cricket. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this is the most anime, anime cricket I've Or an anime about crying seen. anime. Maybe. One of the other shows I think we're all watching is Blue Lock. If you don't know what Blue Lock is, it's pretty much, I think you said it best. It's like Lord of the Flies meets soccer. <laughs> yeah, that's um, it. It is. It literally yeah, is. It's pretty much it. Meets Squid Game. So it's written by <laughs> Une Yuki. Kanashihiro. So yeah, it's basically set after the 2018 World Cup where Japan is has not done well again. Um, God forbid. God forbid. Such a weird goal for the whole show, but okay. Um, so many people care so deeply about first, it. So deeply. Also, quickly, that, there's a line in the first episode, and I think this is emblematic of the entire thing. It's like, check your common sense at the door. Yes. And basically they're just telling you exactly what to do to enjoy this show. <laughs> yeah. Just just do exactly that. You'll have a grand old time. But Graham, sorry, yes. Tell us this very sensical, um, completely logical storyline for this <laughs> anime that I unfortunately now love. Yeah. I love it so much. So they are approached by a an enigma of a man called Igo Jinpachi, who pretty much says the only way that Japan is ever going to win a World Cup is to produce one good striker. Not to produce an entire team. Like oh, fuck the team. Yeah, one good striker, like, and he comes up with the idea of Blue Lock, which is basically take <laughs> the youngest, best soccer strikers in. I hate saying striker. I hate saying soccer. It's not soccer. It's football. Go for is it. Is striker the name that you'd say? Yeah, you would say striker, but it's kind of like you you play in forward. Yeah, you're a forward. forward. Yeah, if forward. you're if you're good at scoring goals, you're a striker. Yeah, but the, that the goal scoring forward. He takes all of the cream of the Japanese youth system and puts them all into a you know. Lord of the Flies yeah. situation. The most amount tournament. of money spent on anything ever by the looks of it. Yeah. It's the most cutting oh, edge. Uh, it is. It's extraordinary And facility. everyone signed off on it. They yeah. went, you know what? We've got to win this World Cup. Yeah, yeah of course, kids. Uh, go stay in a jail for like, <laughs> a year. Super jail, which yeah. is like deliberately designed to create a monstrous like yeah. striker. Well, this is the thing. It's I'm like, be... it's so fucking stupid. <laughs> like, it's it. four years between World Cups. Are the kids going to be in there for four years? Probably. In jail? Soccer so. jail? I hope so, for all of our sake. It's ridiculous. It's yeah. the higher ridiculousness. When I watched it, I was laughing. I was the, the text messages I was getting time. from you. <laughs> I was like, this could not be more. Like, I was like, this, I'm willing to, you know me, I, I, I fucking host an anime podcast. <laughs> I, I'm fine with some weird shit. Blue Lock, I was like, this is almost too far. The man's it's made almost of chainsaws for a soccer program. <laughs> I'm fine with that. I think the thing about Blue Lock, though, I think that it's just like that the amount of like intensity just behind soccer and behind this one shared goal. But you know what? I will always, and I can't because I am but a basic bitch, anything that has like an exam kind of arc, any tournament thing, any competition where people are ranked and then they get like better lower things, ranked. lower ranked, higher, like working Badges, their way up where they have numbers. to betray yeah. each other yeah. and like they play a different bunch of games. Like I will be like, absolutely, yes, I will watch that, even if it's about soccer. And so now I love Blue Lock and it's a deranged anime. Like the way oh. that it is drawn, like everyone looks psychotic mm. and um, it's good. Like they always have like swirly yeah. eyes and they're like, there's a monster inside me on the soccer field. Like it is, oh, and yeah. it takes itself so extremely seriously. Oh. Also, I think the biggest thing about this anime that we will talk about is that 
it is the antithesis of every single sporting anime that you will see because every sporting anime that exists is all about teamwork, power of friendship, working together. Not this is literally like not blue lock. The fucking loop. You're not. You think you're into teamwork? Get the hell out of blue lock. You're not going to make yeah. it. As You'll never a play for Japan ever again. Yeah. yeah. If you fail the blue lock, you are never allowed to play for Japan ever. And only one person is allowed to win. Yeah. Out blue of three hundred. No. Yeah. Out of yeah. The three hundred. Yeah. And yeah. we're following. A character who is the one of the lower ranks, yeah, not he's lowest. Tell you his second name second right now. Last yeah, last and he's you know obviously got he's ambitious. Isagi. And, yeah, and Isagi. and we meet Isagi playing a normal soccer match where he has a moment where he's like, "Do I pass to my teammate?" No, it's a and team game. I must he's pass. like, "I must pass," and the teammate fucks it, and he's like, "Fuck!" I think it's heavily alluded to that he, although he's one of the least skilled players at Blue Lock, heavily alluded that he's got the most ambition, which is what. We, we love at Blue Lock. I like how I work here now. <laughs> what we love to see at Blue Lock, my f- training facility for the best striker. Oh, and, damn, uh, I'm late for Blue Lock. <laughs> no, get to Blue Lock. Get to Blue Lock. I like it that you can't see your family ever again. Yeah. Everyone's like, sure. You know, as soon as I found out they were like the bottom ranked team, I was like, absolutely, I love this. And it's every time like they do that thing where they go to hit – hit him with the ball and it's like, what's this going to do with soccer? And he breaks it down in a really complex way. It's like, well, this is the size of the penalty box. And yeah, oh this is the blah, 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 blah. And you're like, of course, it all means something. It all means it something. I, I watched it at Crunchyroll Expo because they, they did the episode way in advance, right? And I took my friend, he had never seen it and he walked out and he was like, what the fuck, dude? And I was like, I know, I love it. And he's like, you know what? I, we woke up the next morning after quite a busy night and he was just like, yes, yeah, so I read all of Blue Lock. I was like, what the hell? All of it. All of it. Wow. And it Is like, it long? No. But still, it's long enough. 70, 80 chapters. Yeah. Still. Yeah. I was like, Jesus Christ, dude. And he's like, yeah, it's great. <laughs> like, it's just. It's my favorite It show. is dumb. Isn't it's it? so um, dumb. And it's like anime dumb. And it's all the dumb things about anime that I fucking love. Um, it's so, again, check your common sense at the door, people. And go enjoy Lord of the Flies soccer. I mean, how can I pitch that any better? It's funny. You know, like, I had the same urge after watching the second episode of just going and reading the manga of Blue Lock. And the last time I had that urge, it was for. Blue period. And now I'm ah, like, I can blues. see. Oh, you just like blue things. I do. Blues Brothers. <laughs> blues Brothers. Uh, <laughs> Watch damn. it. Perfect blue. Perfect blue. There you Perfect go. Blue. Last night, Lots of blue. Blue's warmest color is also a graphic novel. But yeah, I feel like I genuinely though, like I, it definitely has that kind of like binge watch, like what's going to happen next. Like I don't think it's going to change lives. No. But I think that people talk about it like it is. So like it's, that's the thing. It's very highly regarded at well, um, manga. Well, this guy's favorite. Uh, yes. Manga, right? So, What's his name? Uh, Hajime Isayama, the creator of Attack on Titan. It was asked back in like 2020 before he you know, destroyed his own story. Uh, basically. Um, <laughs> Coming for you, sir. <laughs> but uh, Hajime Isayama was asked, what is your favorite manga right now? And he was like, without even a second's hesitation, Blue Lock. Yeah, so maybe it. it will change my life later down the track. But I do think a lot of people will like it. It's uh, well animated too. Like, it looks oh, it pretty looks good. looks great. It's got yeah. some slam dunk. I think I was saying it's got yeah. slam dunk vibes. Totally. You know, the, the blue comes out of his eyes and flames and stuff. You're like, oh. Yeah. Uh, Charlie, yeah. what else are you watching? So this one is another returning anime. Uh, season six this time. So we've got My Hero Academia, which is one of those shows where every time that I'm not watching it, I like to hate on it. And then I just forget that I actually like it. You truly are an anime fan, aren't you? You know, but like, I like to go be like, oh, it's just like a bit derivative. Like, meh, meh, Like, I prefer blue look. So, <laughs> no, no, I kind of like, oh, it's nothing compared to like Chainsaw Man and blah, blah, blah. I have to say, every time that I watch it, I fucking love it. And I, yeah. I think that it's, it is a good show. And it always has been and it always kind of will be. I think it's really well adapted. Studio Bones, once again, they have a whole animation studio dedicated to just pumping out My Hero Academia because obviously it's their biggest um, Money maker, yeah. IP for sure. Season five was pretty weak mm. in a lot of aspects. 
And I think that's why I kind of fell off for a bit. There's like most of it dedicated to a training arc. And I, you know I me, mean? I love training arcs, but, not, love training like, arc. but it was just like not that good a training arc, you know? But now we are in the absolute, like it's all come to a head in this season is like you, first episode you were just in guns blazing. Oh. Like the setup for the whole of season five setting this up. And now they didn't, they don't fuck around. They're just like, here you go. You're in the action. And I think that it's, it's really good. It's always well animated. I like anything that gives an excuse to see other people's random abilities. So like the aspect of this is like, I'll say it's like a big, it's like a war. Those of you who don't know, it's basically X-Men in reverse. One day, 80% of the world developed quirks, superpowers. As a result, the world fell out of order because people were like, hey, I can do whatever the fuck I want now, which led to the establishment of the Hero Association, which are basically superhero police. Uh, and they fight villains who are just people who have superpowers and want to do whatever the fuck they want. That's the basic long and short of it. And of course, the lead character goes to hero school, goes to hero Hogwarts. We get everyone's abilities and all these cool things and they fight each other. And it's it's pretty sick. I think people like to hate on it because it is like very much, it's so big, popular and been running for so long now. Yeah. It's almost gotten into territory of like One Piece, Naruto, that kind of thing. Where it's, it is, yeah. it's always going to be there. You're kind of like, yeah. oh, my hero, another Black season announced. Yeah, Black Clover more so because that, was that wasn't even seasonal. At least my hero to me like airs in season. That's true. It's particularly well done and the storytelling is good and you do care about Midoriya. You care about All Might. I think at this point, if you haven't watched My Hero Academia yet and you you probably will like it if you love Naruto, Bleach, any of those shonens, yeah. it's a staple. And I think that there's not a lot of filler. Uh, there's there's like because they've been following the manga quite closely mm. and it's always been a step ahead. So it's not a lot of filler, which is always a positive point. I'm surprised by how much I'm enjoying this season. Me too. It's actually like one of my favorites this season so far. And it's a stacked season. So I almost forgot it was coming out. And then I was like, better catch up. And then I was like, oh, I love it. So <laughs> season four and five were weaker for sure. The first three seasons were like fucking outstanding. Four and five definitely weaker, but they've been all in setup for where we're at now in season six, where full on war. We know everyone's powers. We're getting to see them use those powers against other people's cool powers. And like, if that's not what Shonen Anime is all about, then yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Have an yeah, anime podcast. True, yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's- Do we have enough magic. like magic schools? Oh, I got one anime? coming in next as well. Oh, here we go. Hey. <laughs> Sucker for some kind of training academy. You got Blue Lock now, so it's all good. Yes. The best <laughs> training facility of all time. Billions um, of dollars. So much money. So much money. The government so really money. care about the Japanese soccer team. <laughs> You win, you win a, a gold Seth trophy reason. and like a million bucks win the World Cup. Like, I wonder what like prestige, uh, I wonder what like Ronaldo thinks of it because they're mentioned all the oh, time. Oh, you think he's watching Blue and Messi as well? They're mentioned all the time. Yeah, they're like, what separates a good striker from a bad one is basically being a sociopath. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. like Ronaldo is just probably watching yeah. it like what? Like, being, like, he's like, I play with my a team. Part of me, serial killer. <laughs> like, he's like, I love my team. I mean, I'm like, <laughs> no, my brothers. He wouldn't have survived Blue Lock. He wouldn't have survived Blue Lock. We love Blue Lock, but. Uh. <laughs> In fact, most anime protagonists would not survive Blue Lock. True. You've got to throw everyone under the bus all the time. All right, so I'm going to just wrap up with two sort of simultaneously. I won't go too far into them, but like basically, again, shows which are continuations of ones that I've already talked about. One I spoke about very recently, and that was Golden Kamui in our historical fiction episode. Check that out if you haven't seen it. So I won't go back into too much detail about how that is. It is now season four. It's really cool. New animation studio. Looks fantastic. Concept, Russo-Japanese War, Aftermath. A map of gold is tattooed on a bunch of prisoners. So you need to go and kill these prisoners and skin them to put their skins together to make a map to gold. You think it would be easy to just do that old trick where you piece of 
papers of charcoal over their back. A lot of the time they do trace a lot of them. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. Also, look, edgy as fuck. It's Jeffrey Dahmer. Jeffrey Dahmer's a fucking yeah, yeah. yeah. Honestly, like, it's, <laughs> the show is just all over the place tonally. Like, it just oscillates wildly between bits. So it's like all of a sudden it's really serious and, like, it's a big violent moment of, like, sheer brutality and, like, oh, my God, it's so heavy. And then all of a sudden it's like they're eating – they're all together around fire eating food and it's like a food cooking show. It's off the wall. Edgy, dumb, bizarre. It's one of those shows where I don't know if I could really recommend it to someone who's not relatively deep into anime because you are, it's it's weird. But I kind of love it for its weirdness. Uh, there's nothing else like it. It is bizarre. It's actually historically very accurate. A lot of information about the Ainu people who were the native tribe of Hokkaido. And again, listen to our historical fiction episode if you want me to dive deep into that. But loving season four, Golden Kamui. Uh, it's a wonderful adaptation now from Brains Base, who have done My Teen Romantic Comedy Snafu, Spice and Wolf, Bacano. They've also done a show called To Your Eternity, which I talked about last year. And that is now coming back. In fact, at the time of recording this podcast, it will be coming out tomorrow. So it's a much later start to this season. So I haven't seen this season yet. So I can't speak to its quality, but I will say I loved To Your Eternity. It was one of my favorite animes from last year. It is very different tonally to anything else that's airing at the moment. It is very philosophical. It is very existential. It is essentially set in a fictional world, but an orb is sent down to earth by a great being of power. And basically that orb can turn into whatever it comes into contact with. But those things need to be dead or need to die first for it to be able to actually turn into them, right? So it can touch many, many different things. So for example, it first starts off as a rock. It's a rock for a long time. And then uh, a wolf in the like, in the Arctic sort of tundra dies on top of it. So it can turn into a wolf. That was lucky. Yeah, it was very lucky. That was a, that's a big jump yeah. up. I thought like that's a huge glow up. You got, you got a real rock lucky, to yeah. a wolf. Rock to wolf. Like, honestly, yeah. you think you have a couple of steps in between that. <laughs> yeah. You would, wouldn't you? Be like, straight rock to wolf. Oh, I would rock. stay as a wolf though. Snail, <laughs> cricket. <laughs> B, bat. <laughs> <laughs> no, Tear Eternity is now the second half of the last season was a little bit weak. But from what I'm hearing from the source readers, this next part is fantastic. It is just a great meditation on, on change. And because he doesn't change, I mean, he can change into different entities and beings, but he is immortal. And everyone he meets, he outlives and they die. Uh, and hence to your eternity, right? So it's really, it's about this orb being learning about humanity and he comes across all different types of people and of course people realize that he's immortal so they try and get him and use him because he can shape shift and like he really learns what it is to be human and i love to your eternity it really is fantastic very different uh like i say new season's about to come out so at the time this podcast comes out the first episode will have only aired if that sounds interesting to you i i, I think it's great graham let's go let's let's my let's last get one for the day mecca yeah look if i mean Charlie was just saying that, you know, you're a basic bitch for, you know. How dare you call me a bitch? <laughs> you said it. Are you serious? Sorry, no. Cancelled. That was good. Okay. Was never seen again. Let me find out I've got a map on my back to the treasure. Um, yeah, I, I'm a bit of a basic bitch for giant robots punching giant robots. Discovered. Um, You're a human being. Not nice. even discovered. I like big things. I like kaiju stuff and I like robots and all that sort of stuff. So I was pretty happy to see that Gundam was making a return. I think the last few Gundams have been like Gundam drivers where they're like 
you know. Gundam Blue Lock. It's like Gundam Blue Lock. <laughs> Gundam it's not, Forklift Drive. It's not far off. In fact, Gundam Blue Lock might be a better title. Gundam Bartender. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Just everything. <laughs> I'll be into it. This is the return of a Gundam show that's not a chibi Gundam or, a, you know, a, a Gundam that transforms from a watch, that type of stuff. Which, you know, which is <laughs> trash. Um, so this... This one is um, The Witch from Mercury. Anime original, it's um, it's sort of in that sort of space that Gundam Wing is. It's not a part of the universal century, which most Gundams do come from, from the original one back in the 70s. So it's it's very friendly for newbies to jump in because you're not dealing with 30 plus years of continuity and political and all that sort of stuff. Let me read the synopsis because Gundam is Gundam's always complicated. Um <laughs> In an era where a multitude of corporations have entered space and built a huge economic system, pretty much like what we're starting to see now with Bezos and Musk. Bastards. Um, A lone girl from the remote planet of Mercury transfers to a school of technology. So it's it's yes. it's, it's, it's it's Mecca Harry Potter. Oh. Yes. So oh. Japan knows what we want and they just give it to us. Yeah, right? they do every time. Like, what do people Absolutely. like? Schools, training arcs. Giant robots. <laughs> Absolutely. But it's run by a, a, a group called the, the Benarite Group, which is like this overarching corporation that runs all these other little corporations and dictates what they can do, what they can build. So mobile Gundams are outlawed. You watch the first episode, it's pretty brutal. It's basically them sweeping the decks of all these people that make mobile suits. And the main character, whose name is Suleta Mercury, she is the daughter of one of these surviving colonists who goes to mobile suit school where you've got engineers, you've got pilots, you've got designers. It's, yeah. There's different departments. There's different departments. That's even better. That's, like, that's better, even better. Whopper. Yeah. Whopper or yeah. not. <laughs> yeah, Whopper. It's just me living my drama mobile school. Suit whopper? <laughs> mobile oh. suit Whopper? Mobile suit Whopper. Honestly, I could have used a fucking yeah. Gundam uh, <laughs> suit throughout my um, drama school training. So, yeah, she... She enrolls in this school and she has the last sort of surviving Gundam mobile suit. Big part of the school is dueling. So, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. So, this is my favorite shot. I've never seen it. Yeah. She, she gets entangled in a duel with the, the guy who's called the holder, which is basically like the, the title you get when you're top of the, the school. Right. And she beats him, she smashes him. Like, Absolutely crushes it. a girl. Yeah. Yeah, but then it becomes a political point because everyone's watching this going, that's that's a goddamn Gundam. So obviously there's the political side of things, the, hmm. the president who ordered like everyone to be fucking killed, um, sees this and is like, Well, we gotta we gotta get rid of this girl. Gotta get this suit, get rid of this girl. The get wrinkle rid of this is basic bitch. <clears throat> get her out of here. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Basic and they've, Sorry. they've all got different uniforms. It's great. Um, so yeah, the wrinkle is his daughter is a part of the school. She's enrolled. I think she, I'm not sure what she does. She grows tomatoes. I don't know what that's got to do with technology. So spoiler, her father, the president has put her up as a prize. So that whoever is the holder gets to marry this girl. Anime can't help oh. it. Can't help it. I was like, it oh, no. I was like, man, that was like, all these boxes. I'm like, just oh, like there crashing it is. There it is. <laughs> can't help it. The girl, Mercury, she obviously beats the holder. So she is now the betrothed of this girl. Oh. And it's, it's kind of cute and cool because she, the, the president's daughter wants to escape, obviously, all of this. And she wants to go to Earth, which is off doing its own thing. And her only way out is through Mercury. 
won won her as a prize in a mobile suit. Yeah, but I can see why that is a twist on that. And I kind of, yeah. now, at first I was like, yeah. no. And now I'm like, oh, it kind of reminds me of Revolution Go Utena. Oh, yeah, that's true. They yeah. duel for the Rose Bride and then it's like Utena yeah. comes in and duels the men. That's a queer love story. That's cool. You know? yeah. yeah. I, I mean, it I, might get. It, do you it think might go queer? that way. Mm. Like, I love that. Her list, Mercury's list of things that she's always wanted to do is have call a friend by a nickname, uh, go on a first date, and something else. I can't remember. And she's like, I'm win, a, win a betrothed, did yeah, <laughs> yeah, win, win a, win a girl prize. <laughs> no, the story is it's interesting. The first episode is it's brutal because obviously it's the killing of a family, but it, it's stunning. Like mm. it's probably it's 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 not three D animated. These are two D Gundams. They're hand drawn Gundams. Who's the production studio? It's Sunrise. So Cowboy Bebop. Oh, so Studio Sunrise did yeah. this. Uh, wow. Honestly, I'm going to watch this. Code Geass, all that sort of stuff. Oh, wow. I'm actually so, I, I'm going to go watch this. <laughs> yeah, it looks amazing. I haven't watched Reddit's Gundam except for Gundam Wing. It's the only Gundam I've ever watched. Well, that's, that's yeah, that's one, one of the best. Yeah, but I, I, this sounds really up my alley. It just sounds really cool. It's, I might have to yes. add this to my rotation. And though. you don't have to deal with the baggage of like 50 other shows like, 100%. you know, Unicorn and all the other ones. It's It stands Fork alone. Yeah, yeah, great. Yeah. It looks great. Sound editing is amazing if you care about that sort of stuff. Absolutely. Um, I think you care about it's your job. It's your it's job. job. <laughs> so I was like, I don't care for uh, my job. I don't job. care about the talking noises. <laughs> I don't care for Job. Sorry. <laughs> Good looking Gundams, sort of modern updates, look a bit sleeker, not as bulky. Um, I think everyone should give it a crack, especially that it's kind of uncoupled from that bigger universe. And Sick. It's got some interesting ideas. So yeah, if you like big robots and winning girls as prizes, yo. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Harry Potter school for... Gundam pilots, like I'm into it. You yeah. know, there's also like racism in there because they call people spacies and covering you know, everything. Yeah, it's everything. Awesome, if this yeah. turns into a queer love story, I'm gonna be fucking stoked. Like seriously though, like I think that'd be, that'd be so sick. cool. Anime has a lot of queer representation, Big time. but I think for something like Gundam, which is a huge brand to do yeah. that, that would be it's pretty bold. fucking awesome. And there's political intrigue because you know you're dealing with corporations under an umbrella coverage, so they're all jockeying for position and trying to fuck each other over and cheat and jewels and. It seems like it's got some legs, which is good. Yes. Amazing. I have only one show to talk about briefly because yeah, we yeah. might do a whole episode on what we're saying. But I think we should talk about yeah. – doesn't count as a part of this season because it came out on Netflix, but it came out recently enough that I think that we can quickly just discuss yeah, uh, yeah. Cyberpunk. Yeah. Edge Cyberpunk. Runners. Edge Runners. I nearly said Maze Runners. That is a movie. <laughs> that is like a young adult movie. And I was like, what is Maze Runners? I was confused. We just had the bad news that it's not getting a season two. Yep, Which is upsetting, but also I think we can see for what it is. It was definitely designed to re-hype up the game, which was probably the most hyped video game in history that yeah. really unfortunately failed to deliver on many levels. Well, it was released un basically unfinished. Yeah. So I, was, I had a great time playing it. You, yeah. you played it, didn't you? I played it from launch and I had a great time. You have a, you have a rad PC. Right. I think you have to have PC. like the highest quality. I think the people who yeah. were playing it on PS4 were like, some of the glitches were really funny. Some of the glitches The memes, were... enough, enough for the memes. Yeah. You know, so if like, anyone some good memes. doesn't know about Cyberpunk, uh, what's the name of the production company, the video game company? CD Projekt Red. Yes, but we can talk quickly because we'll probably do an episode on this. I think it's actually really interesting about video game. We've already done that, haven't we? Did we do video game adaptations? It's a JRPG, so we haven't done video game adaptations, no. Didn't we do we, it with Arcane? Well, that's one. And Castlevania? That was Western, that was Western animation. That's Western. Oh, wow. Well, that's – okay, sorry. Um, we might do a whole episode on this in terms of, like, video game adaptations for anime because it seems to be absolutely overwhelmingly successful. Maybe we talk successful. about, like, 
the same stuff like Castlevania and yeah, we'll find some other ones. We'll, find yeah, some. we'll shred some. We'll do we'll some more. Uh, <laughs> we'll talk some. Hey guys, Resident Evil. This new show Pokemon is pretty uh, good. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, though, counts. Resident Evil. That yeah, counts. It does. It does. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, but I think that this show, Cyberpunk Edge Runners, I saw it was announced and I couldn't have had any less interest. I was oh, like, yeah. boo, <laughs> like, this is going to suck. Boo capitalism. And then all of a sudden, I was getting told that it was really good I'm no, by I'm people yeah, who I do not watch nowhere. anime. Yeah, I was getting all these text messages. Yeah. Like, Dude, oh my God, if you watch this, I'm like, what? And then I realized it was animated by Studio Trigger. Studio Trigger is the most anime of anime, anime, animators. Oh, but yeah. they are, sunrise, didn't they? their style, there's nothing, there's not, no kind of influence from anywhere other than just d- them. Like just them. Like yeah. the crazy spiky hair. Like it's not hiding. Gurren Lagan. Yeah, it's not hiding behind. Kill the Kill. It's anime. It's pure, like oh, ridiculous, yeah. bad, good hair. They did that Star Wars episode with a giant lightsaber and they're just. Yes. Of course they did. Yeah. yeah, they're incapable of doing anything that doesn't lie theirs, which is yeah. awesome. I love that oh, kind yeah. of auto, their style, their stamp on things. Yeah. Uh, and this was it, but with Cyberpunk. So I was like, how the hell is that going to work? Really well, as it turns out, it was a really successful show. I really loved it. Music, storyline, the way it was done, written, everything. I think they did a really great job in reinvigorating what appeared to be like a like a bit of a dead world build. And mm. apparently it's like people are now playing. They did, it did its job. It's like absolutely. What's really annoying about that is like that, that the world that they build in that game is so deep and is so multifaceted that – you can do a show like this. And if you don't do an, an edge runners, you can do other shows that are different. And it has a lot of legs. So like the universe might. is robust. Well, that's kind of good that someone saw that and pitch, obviously pitched it to kind of try and yeah. resell the game. And like, I think that, that if that world build is big enough, there will definitely be different avenues. But they will. They'll be well, like the corporate fucking people. Yeah. They'll be the yeah. in the countryside. Mm-hmm. There'll be, there's so much you can do in that universe. I don't think this is the last. We'll I hope see not because I fucking Loved it. I had such a good time watching the show. The main character's called David. David. <laughs> David. Oh, Classic. Look, we won't, yeah, we'll, we'll, we will do a full episode because uh, I think it deserves more than just a little uh, brief chat at the end of, the, of, of this one. But like, long story short, it's on Netflix. Easy to watch. Uh, it, it is self-contained entirely. It is, and they're not doing it. They're not. You wouldn't have to two. played the game at all. I never played the game. Play I had game. no clue. Didn't matter. Loved it. Very um, clear storytelling. Yeah. Very clear. Like, obviously playing the game helps, but it doesn't matter. And they didn't, so, hold your hand through the world, but we got it. You know, it's sort of like this stuff is happening. I was like, I guess this is that now. That's fine. I figured it out. It's like, if you've seen any kind of like space noir, cyberpunky thing, you you get, you you know what you're getting. Um, I think that weirdly, it's a good gateway anime. Even though it's, I would never thought I'd be like Studio Trigger. They're going to make a great gateway anime. (laughs) But uh, for some reason, this one, so as we were both saying, people who we know do not like anime or care. Mostly gamers though, to be fair. I feel like, they're yeah, mostly gamers uh, who were like interested to see, as you said, who probably played the game, saw the potential, were a bit disappointed, and then yeah. like, wanted to see more of the world. Dive into that universe. But yeah. it showed there was obviously like it was really successful, and I think yeah. it showed that there was an appetite for more of that world. So you never know, there's probably going to be more stuff coming out from that. There's also it. a lot of transnationalism in, in the production as well. The City Project Red, uh, American, and of course, no, they're no? Norwegian. Norwegian, yeah, even even better. CD um, Project Red is a government fund game developer. Really? Oh, wow. Yeah, I haven't from, done my research. From Norway? It's a disaster. Yeah. Stop talking. I think um, I'm sure it's Norway. It might, it's a Scandinavian. Scandinavian. Okay, company. cool. Yeah. Right. And I'm not sure it's Norwegian. A lot of production was sorted in America. Obviously, yeah. uh, Studio Trigger, of course, Japan. 
I believe the writer, I think, was American. Um, Could be, yeah. I, again, we have no we research, so I don't know. Sam doesn't have but six paragraphs on it. And so and he's we're now, stopping this He's now. actually panicking. I'm he's like, he's like, well, no. Fly him blind. Uh, <laughs> where's, uh, my, where's my Einstein quote about, <laughs> about fucking blood? The writer was actually from South Africa, Sam. So. I know. I'm, <laughs> they're going to come for me now. Yeah, um, but that, Sam actually, before we started this, was like, we can't talk about it. No, I found out. I was like, no, we need to mention it. I think it's something that people can watch really easily. It's on yeah. Netflix, streaming now. Give it a go. I also want to say I'm looking forward to the anime adaptation of Lookism, which is a Hmm. webtoon. I don't know what this is. That is ridiculous. So Netflix have funded a webtoon anime adaptation seeing a show called Lookism. I will save this because I think that we should do webtoon adaptations of anime after this one comes out because I'll be interested to see this very popular one about um, like gang fighting in high schools but with a – uh, but the whole premise is that there's a very, very severely bullied kid okay. uh, at a South Korean high school who then develops the ability to wake up in an overpowered, tall, attractive body. But when he falls asleep, he wakes up in his old body. So he ends up kind of pretending that he's got this exchange shoot and it's this thing, but he ends up just joining all his fights. And it is the dumbest thing I've ever read. It, at, when it started, I was like, you know what, this is making a lot of comments about lookism, that kind of thing. But as it continued, it's just like a power system, but like with high school fighters so and um, gang-like vibes. It's, it's pretty. So it's South Korean Tokyo Revengers without the time travel. Instead, he travels to a different body. Yes. Uh, yes. Okay. Um, but I think, I think they're saying different things though. I think that Tokyo one's, sucks, one's very so. much about like lookism is the whole yeah. Yeah, title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that and I think that I just like look at Netflix's roster and I just couldn't believe that was on there. So uh, I think that we should do an episode on that. Stuff. We will. But we anyway, absolutely that's will. all I'm saying. And other than that, there's going to be so many. And I know there's a lot of Josai and um, – there's even apparently not a shit isekai coming out at the moment. There's actually a bunch of shows that we've been shadow. so overwhelmed by yeah. too many good things that we've probably missed a lot of like, you know, hidden gems. So let us know what you're watching. Let us yeah. know and we'll watch it and then we might do another video of yeah, what we yeah. missed. Cause I yeah. think that it's like I would I the would dense love to, season. Yeah. So yeah, if you are actually wanna to, wanna to tell us what you're watching, you can hit us up on our socials or you can email us at hello at gatewaytoanime.com. Let us know what you're watching. Tell us what we've missed, you know, like that's cool. Uh well, thank you all so much. That is our fall 2022 preliminary roundup we may be back again at the end of the season such is the depth such is the stacked nature of this season and my god it's been a while let's wrap this up i'm late for blue lock (laughs) oh my god no thank you so much and as always we'd like to thank our patrons of course in grant curtis christian dom rose caroline samantha alex and stuart we love you guys so much. We couldn't be doing what we're doing without you. If you want to join our Patreon, every little bit really does help. We're a small team here and we're, you know, trying the best we can and we appreciate any help we can get. Of course, patreon.com forward slash gateway to anime. Check us out on our socials, of course, Instagram, TikTok. And of course, you can find us all of our news on our website at www.gatewaytoanime.com. Thank you all so much. We appreciate you. Guys, so good to have a strong season to talk about. Always Happy a fun, fun time. Yeah. And like I said, let us know what you're watching. And if there's something we've missed, let us know. Catch you.